Hey, welcome to the Author's Leverage. If you're an author, or I should say, if you're an aspiring author or a repeat author, and you're a busy business professional, and the time that goes into writing a book can be daunting, right? Or you feel like it's daunting. This is gonna be a really great conversation where we're gonna be talking about rapid writing strategies, right? Especially again, if you are a busy professional, we have an amazing guest on today who's gonna give us the details and give us a little bit of sneak peek on how we can be efficient with our time when it comes to writing our books, especially if we're busy. So let's get started. Tuning into the Author's Leverage, a podcast where you'll learn how to turn your book into a powerful platform for sharing your expertise and making an impact. I'm your host, Parshel Tashi, and I'm here to bring you the latest strategies, insights, and stories from some of the best book publishing and marketing experts in the world. So whether you're an aspiring author or a seasoned pro, this podcast is your go-to source for tips, tools, and techniques to help you leverage your book and amplify its reach. Welcome in, and let me introduce you to today's guest. I'm super excited. I'm joined today by Everett O'Keefe. He's a Wall Street Journal, USA Today, and international number one best-selling author. The Power of the Published is his most recent solo work, and he's also helped create and launch more than 100 best-selling books for his clients. Everett speaks across the nation on, um, on the power of publishing, and he's also the founder of Ignite Press, a hybrid publishing company that specializes in helping entrepreneurs as well as business and medical professionals ignite their businesses by becoming best-selling authors. Um, thank you so much for being here, Everett. Welcome to the Authors Leverage. Hey, thank you for thank you. What a great and wonderful introduction. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad that this is happening. And one of the things that stood out immediately uh, was that you're you're a hybrid publisher. So before we jump into that, I would love to hear a little bit of your backstory, how you got into the space, and ended up as a hybrid publisher. Um, well, thanks. I, uh, you know, I, I had a marketing company. We were doing marketing for a lot of Main Street businesses and had been attending a bunch of marketing conferences and had uh, had met a number of people that had books and were using those for their marketing. And I thought, my goodness, we need to try this. And so I guinea pigged myself. Uh, myself and my business partner sat down and we wrote, uh, published and launched uh, our first book within 30 days. And when I sat and looked at Amazon and watched it, uh, number one over the top of some of my favorite authors like Malcolm Gladwell and um, Andy Andrews and uh, John Maxwell and a bunch of others, I went, hey, there's something to this. And so <laughs> we decided that what we really needed to do was add publishing as a marketing tool for our clients. Over time, honestly, we decided to just focus on publishing. We realized it was it's just such a powerful tool. Um, people understand the value of books. Uh, authorship gives such incredible credibility and authority, um, and it creates the most durable and wonderful marketing tool ever created. So we thought, let's just do this. And now we're actually, I think, at 130 books or so uh, under our belt. And so here we are, just keep going. I love that. I love that. And it started, you know, marketing is one of the sore spots for most authors. So it's really incredible to hear that that background is, you know, supporting this, right? And publishing just happens to be, like you said, a very specific, you know, arm of that function. Yeah, ab absolutely. And then you asked about hybrid publishing and, and uh, some of your listeners and viewers know what that is and others don't, but uh, it's just 
a happy middle ground between traditional and self-publishing. We like to say we really embrace the best of both worlds. Uh, and it's something that a lot of authors need to at least have an understanding of as they proceed with their books. Exactly. And what, what was going on at the time that you set out to write a book and decided to do it in that short, short amount of time? Well, it was kind of funny because we wrote the book to be a proof of concept. It was like, okay, can we write a book quickly? Can we bring it to market quickly? And can we make it a bestseller? And we thought, well, what topic do we know best? Well, at the time we went, you know, we know video marketing really well. So let's just do it on video marketing. And we use one of the rapid, rapid writing strategies we're going to talk about here in just a couple minutes. So it was really just a proof of concept. It wasn't not, it was not meant to bring in more business for our, for video marketing, but it was meant to be this proof of concept, but guess what it did? It brought in new clients for video marketing. It brought in our first uh, five digit clients. Uh, and suddenly we, we not only had we proved that the book works, you know, the process, but also the impact. Uh, of the books. And that's what really, I think, made us sit up and take notice. And that had to be an experience too. And, and you did it and now you're teaching it. So um so excited to hear some of these strategies. Like what what is effective right now when it comes to sitting to write a book and to do it in an efficient period of time? Well, so that's what's great. Is there some really tried and true strategies that have worked for quite a while that people just may not be familiar with? And then there are some brand new strategies too that uh, also come into play. And so if you want, we can start running through those. Sure. All right. So uh, one of the strategies we always tell people to start with is start by looking what you already have. Uh, it's the, the strategy of repurposing your existing content. Many people already have blogs or they have articles they've written. They have speeches that they've presented. Um, they have uh, training videos, marketing videos, things like that, collateral that they possess from their perhaps years of doing business. And those are terrific source material. In fact, if you take a uh, transcript from, let's say, a keynote speech, if, if, uh, if you're a speaker, take the transcript of the keynote speech um, and then start writing into that or adding other pieces that you have very quickly, you can have a book. Um, in the case of blogs, blogs are fantastic. Uh, one of our authors, David Martin, uh, wrote a book called Free the Genius, and he did it simply by repurposing the existing blogs, uh, blog articles that he had. And he chose to organize them. He chose to write some introductions uh, to some sections, things like that. But the majority of the content in the book uh, you know, existed before he even thought about writing a book, quite, uh, quite honestly. And that repurposing model is something that a lot of people overlook. Uh, they think that they need to go, you know, go to Walden Pond and be at a cabin in the woods and lock themselves up for six months and, and do that in order to create a book. And it's simply not true and sometimes not productive either. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's the power really isn't being able to repurpose. That's, of course, one of the aspects that we really lean into and in authors leverage, right? Being able to repurpose that. Um, but even in your case, in going to the direction of writing a book, you can repurpose the, the things that you've already been sharing or that you've collected. And 
Um, and that can also apply for podcasts as well. I, I was going to say like anything where um, you can have a transcript and be able to leverage and you know use those words to expound upon or write in between. Um, how much of that, you know, how much guidance is necessary when it comes to that, right? Because I'm assuming that uh, if you put, put all those pieces together, uh, you still might need some help with how it all gets orchestrated, but yeah, I, I think it really depends on the nature of the blog and what you're mm -hmm. trying to accomplish with the book. Uh, for some people, they look, they realize that the, the blog posts by themselves could stand alone as individual chapters. Uh, you know, and it depends on how they've been written. Mm -hmm. uh, it's hard to make a 200, you know, 200 words bl uh, blog post work as a chapter, but 500 to 1,000 words might work. Yeah. Uh, the advantage of many uh, books written that way, though, is that they don't necessarily have to flow in a chronological order. Mm. You know, it, it really depends upon how you've arranged it. Uh, in the case of David, what he chose to do is he went through his blogs and he started to categorize them. He realized that he could make them each into each category into a section of the book. And then he just wrote an introduction mm. to, to the section uh, and uh, brought that together. Now, other people will go at it a, a little more intensely and they will take their blog posts and work them into a fluid mm -hmm. manuscript, you know, where everything flows from from uh, beginning to end. Uh, and it really depends on how you intend to use it. You know, for for many people, the more simple, the more simple method works just great mm -hmm. uh, to, get the, to get an effective book out, especially if it's a book that you're building for the marketing of your business or brand. Exactly. So I love that. We can just, you can start with what you have. That's a really good, um, you know, sign there is that you can leverage that for sure. What are some other strategies that uh, allow busy professionals to get this done? Yeah, I think one of my favorites is a strategy I learned from Mike Koenigs and it's the FAQ SAQ model. Okay. FAQ as in frequently asked questions and SAQ as in should have asked questions. Uh, so, so many of us, we are, we're experts in our content areas. You know, we've been working on our industry for years and we continually have clients and prospects asking us the same questions over and over and over. And without thinking about it, we rattle off an answer to those questions because it's, it's, in, it's in our head. It's just, we have that competency. It just you know, rolls right off the tongue that can be leveraged to create a book. Um, uh, so the, the model of it works like this. Sit down and write a list of 10 to 20 questions that people frequently ask you about your, con uh, about your content, about your area of expertise. So if you're a realtor, for instance, you might ask, you know, how do you determine, people will, may ask, how do you determine the value of a home? How long does it take to sell a home? Uh, what period of escrow should we leverage? Um, how, you know, what kind of interest rates can, can I expect and how are they determined? Um, so you think of your business and you think of what are the questions people ask you all the time, then create a list of the questions people really should be asking or the ones they would ask if they knew just a little bit more. Okay. Um, and so, you know, you think about it when you go to the car dealership, they always want to get you into asking, you know, what payment, right? What payment should you expect when really, you know, if you're buying the car, if you know a little bit more, it's not about what payment it's about what that car is really going to cost you over 
the time that you own that car? That's a should have asked question, not mm -hmm. what payment is it, but what's this car going to cost me? So in your industry, think about the questions that people should ask. Um, and then equipped with that list of questions, you can sit down and with a microphone on your computer, with a recording app on a phone, you can probably speak to for five to 10 minutes on just that one question. Have that transcribed. Uh, and in fact, if you use an app like Otter, uh, otter.ai or other uh, text, uh, voice to text apps, you can get that transcript done as you're doing it um, and very quickly turn that into a book. That's exactly what we did with our first book called, uh, the, uh, called the Video Tractor Beam, the video marketing book I mentioned. We sat down and we actually created that list, dictated that content within about two hours of time. Then we could go back and do the editing and any rewrites and reorganization necessary to make that into a fluid manuscript. Um, so this is a very effective and rapid way for people to create, particularly their first book and the one that they can use to educate their prospects and their clients. Wow, this is huge because it's really just about, uh, like we said in, the, in the, the start of this, is leverage what you have, right? And in this case now, you can now pay attention to what people are asking, go a little bit deeper, what are the things that they're not asking that are you know, more intelligent questions to be asking, and to use those as starting points. Because you're right, you can sit down and just pick up your phone, answer these questions, because you probably repeat them every day or pretty often you know, during the month, and you can right, have that uh, written as, as a resource. Yeah, I mean, and that's that's the thing. It's like you, you, in some ways, you've done your own market research, right? Your you, your your clients and prospects have been asking you these questions over and over, so you know you have they have these questions. You know they need this information. This gives you a chance to give them the information that they need, and of course, in a way that takes them deeper into it and shows your expertise as you go. And I think, by the way, uh, that's what I love about the should have asked questions because the should have asked questions are the ones that really allow you to show your expertise, that really let your client or prospect know that you understand your content more deeply and that you can take them take them along that journey too in order to help them. 100%. And what, what other ways are available that you know, an author can use to get their manuscript done, get all those things out and on paper um, without, like you said, having to go get locked away for several months. Um, yeah. Any other ideas that you have to share? Yeah. So we've got two more for you. One old, okay. one tried and true, and one brand new. So uh, the the tried and true is also is the interview book, um, or or what you might call a transcript book. And in this, what you do is like a lot of people have a hard time sitting down and typing and staring at the blank page or the blank computer screen in order to get the information in there. And let's face it, until the information is out of your head and onto the paper or into a word processor, nobody else can help you, right? You're stuck because it's here. So one of the great ways to get it out of here is to just go ahead and write down a list of questions that if someone just asked you, you could carry this content through. Now, this isn't necessarily the FAQ model, right? This is creating a list of questions that you know will guide the guide you and therefore the reader deeper and deeper and deeper into the topic. Um, and so really, it's like creating roughly outlining your book 
in creating leading questions that will lead you into that. And then have someone interview you. Ha, you know, sit down. Here we are. We're having this conversation today. We could be turning this into a book, right? If we take that repurpose model, we could be turning this into a book. Um, but that interview thing works terrific because then the interviewer is asking you questions. You get to share your expertise and the content. And maybe you've prepared in advance with some bullet points and things like that. But the interviewer can also ask you follow on questions, you know, in order to highlight any areas that you haven't thought of so that your content gets fleshed out. And then that is made into a transcript and that becomes the core of the book. And at that point, you can either rewrite or you can hire someone else who's gifted at writing to rewrite that content and make that flow more appropriately through the book. Uh, so another just really easy way, I think, to get that content out of the head where somebody else can help you, you know, help help make that better, help make it into a book. That's so powerful. It really is. It, it, and it simplifies it down. It's 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 still that we have to be the source of the information that is coming out, right? We you got to get it out. And then once it's out, now you're over that hurdle and now you can begin the process of working with someone to refine it, right? And to, to keep it going or even to guide you in that process of writing. So I love everything that you're saying. One thing I wanted to ask you about too, because I know that you're uh, also a marketing person, <laughs> marketing professional. So you know, there's a huge wave right now with AI. And so I would love to hear your thoughts um, on how that is affecting things and even in this writing process in our topic today. Yep. And that takes us to the fourth one, the new one, right, is the AI book. And of course, a controversial topic. Uh, and I think there are right ways and perhaps wrong ways to write in a book, but AI can be a terrific tool. You know, you may, uh, you know, you may have heard that there have been some tech blogs that have been using AI to write blog articles for a year or so. And now they're being kind of uh, outed, I guess, is a, a way to look at it. And of course, a lot of controversy, controversy as to whether or not this is ethically appropriate to have AI assisting with a book and, uh, and at what level. And right now, you can go on Amazon and find over 100 books that have been written and published where ChatGPT is given co-author billing on the book. And I'll bet you there are 500 more books where ChatGPT has not been given credit uh, on, uh, you know, <laughs> as author of the book. So, um, but, but AI is a really powerful tool. And quite frankly, if you know you want to write a book on a particular topic, and you're not really sure where to begin, AI can be a great tool for brainstorming to help move you forward. Um, believe it or not, you can go into chat GPT and you can say, so let's let's go back to, um, uh, let's go to real estate, okay? And uh, we'll use that one. And you say, write the table of contents for a book about how to sell homes. And chat GPT will create a table of contents for you for that book, okay? Odds are there are going to be some elements on that table of contents that you haven't thought about. Maybe that's your your expertise, but you hadn't thought about that one particular component. And AI can help you think that, think through that. Now, you can also go further. You can say, okay, take the first uh, item on that table of contents and say, uh, like, I don't know, let's say how, how to price a home. And then you can say, write a chapter outline on a 
chapter about how to sell a home and it's going to write an outline for you. Now it may not be hundred percent accurate, so don't trust it, but it's going to write an outline for you. And then you can actually then take each one of the elements on that outline and ask chat GPT to write a blog post uh, about that one element and it'll do it. It's really, really incredible. Now I don't recommend writing an entire book by AI, um, I, but I think that AI can be a terrific tool for the brainstorming. And it may also help you. Like you get to a point and you're like, gosh, what do I want to say about appraisals? How do I handle that? And um, go to the, go to the AI and ask it, you know, what are the key elements or the key challenges in getting the appraisal of a home uh, and watch what it says. And then if, and then if you want use take that content, but rewrite, write it your way. Uh, uh, one of my favorite book coaches, Kathy Fiok, said that the challenge that she sees with AI is it is soulless. And, and it really is like, it doesn't, there's no, there's no heart or passion in the AI, at least not yet. And, um, and to just take that content and run with it, will give you something that will be technically mostly correct and soulless. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Now, have, have you played with Chat GPT yet? I have, and it's it blows my mind every time. <laughs> but <laughs> really? it, you know, we we're, we're, we as the humans, right? We're uh, we have to learn how to communicate with it, and to like you said, when it gives you a, a response back, you know how to still be able to add the human element into it. So like you said, it's not a soulless, you know, gibberish of, of information, right? You, I think it's our responsibility to still make sure that the message being conveyed, you know, is coming from us. But in so many ways, it helps us to get through the, you know, if you're, like you said, you're stuck or, you know, you are looking at a blank page. I mean, I know that from time to time, I'm, you know, I struggle with that, especially towards the end of the day, or if you had a mentally exhausting day and you have to think up something sometimes, it's like, at least gives you a good start. <laughs> Well, you know, and your brand is about leverage, right? And so why not leverage the tools that yeah. are available? Um, I, I think it's pretty incredible. I know there's people really upset about, you know, it's going to take people's jobs away and, and things like that. But it's also right. It's creating jobs because that old adage about computer programming, which was always garbage in garbage out applies doubly so when mm -hmm. it comes to the AI. I'm cracking up though, because I've been hearing, you know, stories of fiction writers using it to create character names, to create mm -hmm. character descriptions, to create dialogue, to create just all sorts of things. Wow. It's easy to see it in a nonfiction role, but to see it going in a fiction role, mm -hmm. really, really incredible. You know, That's <laughs> Uh, it really is. It's like a new, like the internet hit again or something. <laughs> well, that that's that's exactly right. In fact, I was I was talking to my son. He just turned twenty one, and I, and he's going through college. And I said, "Gosh, Kyle," I said, "One of the things that you could do is become." And I don't know what the job title is, AI specialist or AI operator or whatever. Mm -hmm. But those people who have the expertise in how to give the proper prompts. Right. To understand what you can really yeah. accomplish, because I'm sure you and I put in some random prompt in there and we get some, some you know, basic response. But I think there's so much more to come. Oh my and gosh. of course, 
the, the tech's going to advance like crazy, right? Oh my with, gosh. Because the, the thing is, we, we're, we're feeding it too. So we're giving it more things to... Um, genius. Yeah, yeah. It's it's pretty nuts. I mean, I've seen and played around also with the, the tone of things and how it's been said or, you know, um, you know, add a story, add a PS, you know, to this email or add, um, you know, speak a, from this particular, you know, include a story that would be funny from this type of... It's the more you give it, <laughs> the more it uh, pieces it together somehow, it's really it's mind blowing. I I um, agree. I I had it write a uh, a children's book. I didn't. I mean, I didn't publish it. I just wanted to see what it would do. Wow. And I had it write a children's book. And I said use British. Uh, and I I I don't know if I took, said it took place in England or I wanted it to use British parlance mm -hmm. or something like that. And sure enough, it did. There was. Um, okay. uh, lots of british slang in it fortunately nothing too colorful for a children's book mm -hmm. <laughs> it's uh it it is astounding and um you know and yes we've been feeding it all this data right everyone's been so elated to have free access to chat gpt yeah. for the last yeah. several months and it's just been gathering data <laughs> saying, thank you thank you yeah. <laughs> I, I i go back to that quote and i can't remember who said it? It was, uh, you know, but it was that whole thing. If, if you're not paying for a product, then you're the product. Yeah. Um, I, you yeah. know, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's surprising and it's scary, but you know, I think that's with change and you know how our times are changing. It's uh, it's part of part of life, also. Right. So, um, but I, yeah. but you know, I'm glad you brought it up because if we're going to talk about rapid book writing techniques, oh yeah, AI has got to be one of them um we haven't we haven't published a book by ai yet mm -hmm. uh, to our knowledge now that i think about it you know in the sense that I, one of our authors might have utilized some ai tools um, by the way for those who are listening you know they've created tools to help discover if something's been written by ai but then i understand that when they run that by the ai ai doesn't always catch its own ai so wow <laughs> Well, who knows? It's, it's, it's an arms race, right? <laughs> it is. It is. Well, Everett, I, I'm so glad that we we're able to chat. This was fun to kind of geek out here too on AI because it's it's definitely a, a game changer right now. So uh, as we're wrapping up the conversation, we'd love for you to share any last parting words of advice with the authors tuning in and you know where folks can uh, get in touch with you. I know you have some amazing resources that uh, might be of interest to those listening. Thank you so much. And thanks again for having me on because I just love this. So I, I would just tell, share with people that you get the book out. Okay. Your, your first book is not going to be your best book. Okay. Um, and the sooner you're done with your first book, the sooner you're on to your second. Um, but the power that you get with a book, the power of having your book out there on Amazon and available for you to put in the hands of uh, prospects or clients or people that might, might hire you for speaking, you, you can't easily replace that with any other tool or, or medium. Uh, it's pretty, it's pretty, pretty amazing. And you want to get it out there and into the market so it's working for you quickly. Don't take two years. I mean, if and if you want to do a, a long burn, traditional publishing will take you on the slow, long burn trying to get your book out. You don't need to do that. You can have it in the marketplace next quarter for you. I mean, if you really, really wanted to, you could have it in the marketplace next month. 
Um, I don't always recommend that type of a pace, but it, it can be done. So get it done and get it out there because there's no more influential tool that you can put into the marketplace for your brand. So. Yeah, I love it. So good. And, and I know that we'll have some links here below, but if you want to share as well, anyone who's listening in where they can connect with you. Yeah, thank you. A couple, a couple things first. If you have an idea for a nonfiction book for your business, your brand, uh, reach out to me. You can find us at ignitepress.us. That's ignitepress.us. And there you can schedule a consultation with me where we can talk about your book and your plans for it and how you want to see that book work for you. Um, and then also I have a copy, if, uh, an offer for people if they would like to get a copy of my book, The Power of the Published, um, then we'll put a link to that in the show notes. And you can go there and you can get a, a digital copy for free uh, and have access to the uh, other versions of the well, uh, as well. And the power of the publish will tell you all the different ways a book can impact your business or brand or your organization. It will also go into more detail on the rapid writing strategies we talked about and uh, also give you a, a good discussion and understanding of the publishing industry and the differences between traditional self and hybrid publishing. Beautiful, beautiful. Everett, I'm so glad that uh, we made this happen today and um, that we're able to share this. And I highly recommend those tuning in. If you've got an idea for a book, um, as you mentioned, I highly recommend uh, connecting with Everett and checking out their resources as well. They're um, experts in what they do. They're on 130 books now um, that are out there and doing super well. So. Um, definitely check them out. And, and ever to ask one last question, it's a fun question at the very end, which is what is your one word? Yeah, one word you can share with the rest of the world as a message, what would that one word be? Uh, I'm, I'll, I'll say authority. Um, there, there are lots of words running through my head right now, but <laughs> we're talking about, about books and that makes me think of authority, the authority given to authors. Beautiful. That ties right in, author authority. <laughs> uh, yeah, there we go. Everett, thanks again. And um, for being here, I want to acknowledge all the work that you've done to support authors and, and what you'll continue to do. So much success, much success continue to you all. Parshel, keep up the great work. You're doing an amazing job. Thank you. Thank you. And again, thank you all for tuning in. Uh, I hope that you found this conversation um, helpful, inspiring, put a smile on your face, right? Uh, we can all use that. And don't forget, grab a copy of our book called Get More Bang for Your Book. Uh, it's packed with uh, even more tips and strategies that are gonna empower you to draw on your expertise and enhance, enhance the influence of your written work. Um, and as always, if you wanna stay on top of the latest trends in book publishing and marketing, be sure to subscribe to the show and share this along with a friend. Until next time, keep spreading your message and remember the power of your words. Can't wait to share more tips and strategies with you on our next episode. Until then, uh, we'll see you next time.